welcome to the Leadership Builders Podcast, where we discuss ways to make you and your team more effective. Here's your host, Cassidy Baker. Hi, I'm Cassidy, and I'm joined in the studio, as always, with Tim Reed. Hi, Tim. Hi, Cassidy. So today we are talking about building trust in your team and why it is probably the most important thing you can do when it comes to building your team. Um, We're also having a giveaway at the bottom of the show, Um, so make sure that you stay tuned. And we also have a guest interview today. Oh, yes, yeah. With a true American hero. We have a uh, firefighter that's been saving lives for over 35 years in the studio today. Yes, uh, and yeah. interviewed him. Uh, and so look out for that. It was That was, I did that interview previous to today, and boy, that was so much fun. Um, we actually talked for a good hour or two afterwards just him telling these stories it was it was awesome so <laughs> look out for that uh, interview look for that because it has a lot of good fun and he talks a lot about building trust so that's that's good stuff yeah yeah that is, is a great interview um so why is building trust uh the key component to a strong team well i think first we're going to look at there's two different types of trust um we have common trust which is that confidence or the belief that a coworker or a team member, you know, they're not going to break the generally accepted laws, the rules, the policies, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, you know, it's that trust that someone, they're not going to steal something from you or they're not going to spread rumors, that they're going to show up on time, you know, that basic kind of stuff. It, it's that trust that uh, we extend, you know, we're going to extend that to each other even, well, even when we're driving. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, you trust that people know the rules of the road, that they're going to stay on their side, that they're not going to come across, you know, they're going to stop at red lights, things like that. So it's a basic common trust. Now, without common trust, though, it'd be very difficult to operate as a company or even as a society. Yeah, even as a person. So if we're not trusting each other, we we couldn't operate. Um, But belonging to the the team, it, it typically grants you this type of trust right off the bat. Yeah, you, know, you belong yeah. to society, so we trust that you know the basic norms until you break them. Yeah. So then there's also vulnerability-based trust, um, which is a much deeper trust uh, that you can be vulnerable and open with your teammates, coworkers, what have you. This is what we really want to talk about today, and the, the higher level of trust. Um, you know, it's the belief that you can do things like take risks, ask for help, um, admit that you've made mistakes. Or you can confront uh, or hold others accountable without the fear of them retaliating against you, without uh, humiliation or resentment. Um, this is the type of trust that it really has to be earned, and you have to give it. Uh, it's Anytime you see strong, high-performing teams, they base their entire foundation on vulnerability-based trust. Uh, common trust simply you know, isn't enough. For, for what we're talking about today and, yeah. and vulnerability-based trust. So now that we have the terms down, why is trust so important? Well, there is the five traits of dysfunctional teams. If anybody has had a chance to uh, check out Patrick Lancioni's book. I'm pretty sure the book is The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Gosh, why do I always say that wrong? I don't know. <laughs> yes. Anyway, Patrick Lancioni, amazing author. But he writes a lot on trust, um, and uh, he writes it as a fable in this book. Trust is a lot, it's like a house. It's like the foundation of your house. Everything is going to be built on that. Um, so when just like a house that everything is built on, if you figure trust is that bottom line in the growth of your organization, um, and in the book he likens it to a, a pyramid. 
And on the bottom level, if you have absence of trust, the base, it's just going to crumble. So you need strong base of trust and being able to be vulnerable um, to be able to build anything. Because without that, you're going to have a fear of conflict. Yes. Yeah. And as we've talked about in, <laughs> in our the last episode, episode yeah. um, where we talked about conflict, if you don't have that going back and forth and pushing back and really challenging each other, you're going to get complacency. Absolutely. You're just going to get the basic, this is what we're putting out, and it's only going to be mediocre at best. Yeah, because you're not pushing each other and driving each other right. um, through, through conflict. Right, and, and when you're not, you have that fear of conflict, that's the next level. Then above that, you have lack of commitment. Yeah. So if you're not able to buy into anything, you're going to have, you know, you're not going to commit to anything. Um, we have yeah. an example of this. Um, so Tim had put together a project that we just weren't going to make the deadline. It just wasn't going to happen. And, uh, you know, I, I was like, okay, like, all right, like, we'll go forward with this, I guess. Like, uh... And he ended up coming to me and being like, I don't think we can make the deadline. And I was just like, oh, thank, thank God. Like, <laughs> thank goodness you came to this conclusion. Because there was no way I was going to put time and effort into this project that I knew we weren't going to meet the deadline for. It would have been a bunch of wasted time. Yeah, we would have um, been throwing it together. And, and I wouldn't have done my best work because I knew it wasn't going to work. Right. Um, and that is one situation where if I would have just not been afraid to be like, Tim... No, uh, we would have had the, it only took us two days, I yeah, think, two work came days to, my to realize that it wasn't going to work. But but yeah. So there's even a case where we had the trust, but for whatever reason, the fear of conflict kicked in. And because of that, we didn't get buy in and we had lack of commitment. And like she said that if we would have moved forward with that project. Oh, it would have been. Yeah, it would have been it would have been horrible because you didn't have 100 percent buy in. Because you thought I was an idiot, and well, for an idiot for wanting to try to do that by the time we thought we yeah. could. Yeah, uh, the project's going to be great. It just the deadline wasn't going to work. And for that's us. the thing with being a high D personality. We can get everything done. No, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, if you don't have that commitment, so going, if we would have, let's use that example. If we would have mm -hmm. went forward, the next level would have been there would have been an avoidance of accountability. Yeah. If there was more people on the team, you would not have held them accountable to doing their jobs because you're thinking this is going to fail anyway. No, I, if I had designers underneath me um, for the web project, I would have been like, I don't care what you turn in, whatever. Whatever, it ain't going to work. Yeah. They're like, yeah, no, turn it in. It's going to take you four weeks to complete this. Take six. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, it would have been really bad. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it, you have to have everybody in lockstep like we've said before with that that trusting and, and being able to push back and forth and giving them that chance to say hey this isn't going to work and here's why so you get that, that commitment and when everybody's a commit you know is committed to a project then you have accountability they're going to pull into each other great example of this we go back to the cheerleading, cheerleading. example <laughs> the season is now up and running so yes. we can go back to these good stories um when they start, <coughs> excuse me, when you guys, some of you who don't know, my daughter's a competitive cheerleader. And how could they not? How they, well, they might be new. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Um, when they start the season out, they always have a goal and a vision. And they always get buy-in. They, they always press in until they get buy-in. Um, and then they're all committed in lockstep. No matter what it's going to take, this is where we're going. 
And when some of the girl, you know, some of them may be not having the most inspiration one night or something like that at a practice, the coaches usually don't have to get on them about coming back around and, and pushing harder. The other girls on the squad will hold them accountable. Yeah. Um, usually it's a gentle, hey, knock it off, let's <laughs> go, or what's going on, or like we've said before, get your shit together and let's go. Get your so, shit together. But, but anyway, getting that, that accountability, and you need the team to hold each other accountable because you want the highest level of trust, which brings about results. Yes. And when you don't have that, you get inattention to results. Yeah, like I was saying, you know, I wouldn't have held any of our designers accountable to that proje project, and I wouldn't care what the results look like. I'd be like, Ugh. Right, and if they put out crap, yeah, it would have, yeah. whatever. Well, the, at the end of the day, nobody would have bought our project because, you know, we because I didn't care and wasn't committed, so we would have a, like a zero percent turnover. Right, on it, it would have been good. So you need vulnerability-based trust to build, to get rid of conflict, to, to have that good conflict. Mm -hmm. Because without trust, you don't have good conflict. You need conflict to get commitment. You need commitment to get accountability, and you need good accountability to get results. Feels like the effects of not having trust are pretty disastrous for your team. Um, we're going to go into the interview with Bob now. Um, and then after the interview, we'll talk about how to build trust. Um, and of course, as we said in the top, we have that little gift for you at the end of the episode. So you want to make sure you stay tuned. Um, so Tim, why don't you tell us a little bit about Bob? All right. Hey, Bob is a, uh, is a great guy. He's been a, a firefighter. I met him uh, early last year uh, and gotten to know him pretty well. Um, but he was a firefighter. He started uh, with his local volunteer fire department uh, hanging out uh, when he was eight years old with his older brother. Joined the department when he was 14 and when he finally could um, as a junior firefighter. Worked really hard, worked his way up through the ranks as and into the lieutenant position at 17. Pretty impressive for that. Uh, that it's, I think it's one of the very young. Um, then worked his way up through uh, captain, uh, chief, and then actually became the fire chief of both companies, the fire departments in his town. So he was the overall fire chief for his town. Um, and then retired as that a few years ago and is actually now the fire marshal. So he's the investigator. Something burns down, he tells them you know, why. why. Um, but he's been in the, uh, in the fire department and working around oh, for you know, 35 plus years probably. Um, has great stories. We had a lot of fun talking even after the interview. We talked for a long time just sharing stories, him sharing stories with me uh, of the fire department. And I uh, just wanted to share this interview with everybody because I think it speaks a lot on trust. So here is my interview with Bob Zinnian. Well, I'm joined today with my good buddy, Bob Zinni, fireman. Uh, thought it'd be appropriate since we're, we're talking about vulnerability trust to uh, talk about somebody as a fireman. That seems to me like it would be something that would take a lot of trust. Uh, and a lot of teamwork, so we wanted to invite Bob. Bob, thanks for coming on and helping us out. Um, how long have you uh, been with the fire company? What do you do, and how long have you been there? I uh, uh, joined a fire company at the age of 14 uh, as a junior fireman. I Basically, I grew up in the fire department. Uh, I was introduced to the fire, fire company. 
through my brother before he enlisted in the Marines. And uh, that was back in 1972. And uh, I stuck with it uh, all the way through. I came up through the ranks, um, starting out as a uh, um, second lieutenant of the uh, ambulance and rescue squad. And then I worked my way up to be um, the fire chief. Uh, and I was fire chief until uh, 2008. Um, so I've, you know, I've seen a lot, uh, learned a lot, and uh, built a lot of trust. And uh, you, with the department, there's two fire companies uh, that are in our town. Um, and uh, I became chief to uh, be the borough fire chief, and I was chief of both fire companies. Oh, so okay, so you're over the whole area. Overall, there. yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, I retired out of the uh, fire chief's position, which was a, basically a volunteer position. Uh, to take on the career position as a firefighter um, slash fire marshal. Um, so uh, during the day, if you will, um, I'd fight the fires. Um, and after hours, uh, if there's a fire that has to be investigated or what have you, any incident, um, then I, the, the fire marshal hat goes on, if you will. Um, so I have to investigate the fire at that point. Yeah, so you've, uh, you're wearing double duty hats? There. Basically. Yeah. So do you find that uh, being a firefighter has helped you as far as becoming a fire marshal? Um, I would say yes and no. Um, I mean, on the investigative side, it's it's all different. You're working with state police. Mm -hmm. uh, you're working with county detectives. So they, they trust you uh, basically as far as um, uh, your word and your training that you will, if, if you will, your credentials, um, that, you know, you're, you're going to investigate the fire and, and come with the cause of the fire. Yeah. Um, I didn't know if maybe uh, having seen fires and how they move and things, if how they act, if that well, helps with the Yeah, that's, that is definitely an advantage. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I go to school all the time, anything that comes up, because it's always, everything is always different. Mm -hmm. um, it's not the fires of uh, yesteryear, if you will. Everything was, uh, everything was, um, made of cotton, if you will. Today, mm -hmm. it's all it's all solid gasoline. It's uh, polyurethanes and polyethylenes and what have you, cushions that are in couches and mattresses and all. It's all different. So it burns different. It burns hotter. It's it's uh, it's basically it's a uh, it's a petroleum fire, if you will. Any, any anything that's in a, in a structure today, um, you have a lot of plastics and, and what have you. Yeah, so it's a whole different, different ball game. Great. So you've been with the fire company and being around it since the 70s. Oh, yeah. Wow. And just kind of grew up. It's been a long time. So, well, like I said, we're talking about trust today and, uh, you know, building a team through that vulnerability type trust. You know, how important would you say it is, is trust on your team and, and being a fireman? How important is trust for you guys? Uh, well, Tim, it's, it's, uh, it is, uh, it's very important. Um, it is it is one of the biggest things, uh, if you will, uh, especially for, for the business that we're in. Um, we have to trust each other. When we go inside of a burning building, you know, we go in as a team. It's a two-man team. You'll have two on a hose line and you usually have two on a search and rescue. Mm -hmm. So that team uh, that goes in on a hose line, um, those search and rescue team is uh, basically trusting that that host team is going to is going to uh, attack that fire, if you will, um, so that that fire stops its advancement, so that that search team can go 
on the upper floors, what have you, or throughout that structure uh, to look for occupants and or pets. Um, without the host team, um, you, you know, if, if, if the host team breaks down, if their trust breaks down, if that guy bails out because he got scared or what have you, then, you know, the outcome is not going to be good for the search and rescue team and or the occupants or pets that are trapped in there if, yeah. if they are trapped. Yeah, no, yeah. Personal story, a number of years ago, my uh, family, it was an aunt and uncle and cousins had a fire, house fire, and the host team went in and the porch roof actually collapsed and severed the line. And everybody had to get out, search and rescue everything, and we ended up losing my aunt and two of my cousins in the fire. But wow, yeah, so it's uh, definitely it, you need those guys to. Yeah, watch and it back. actually goes beyond that. I mean, you, you know, that's just that, that's just those teams. Um, you also have a team player that's operating the pump on the fire truck. Okay, if he cannot get that water established, um, you know, it everything can go wrong. Uh, fire spreads at a split second. I mean, it, you can go from from a little tiny incipient fire, uh, which could be you know could be a piece of paper burning, to a fully involved room, and you have a flashover. If the chauffeur, if you will, or the driver, of that apparatus, if he cannot charge, give you that water to establish that waterway, um, things can go drastically wrong in a heartbeat. And or um, if he loses water at that pump. Um, that host team now has no water. So now you have four people inside of this burning building, if you will, that are trusting <laughs> the operator of that uh, pumper, if you will, um, to, to maintain that water supply. So you so guys are, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of trust there. You're really depending it, on each other for your keeps, lives. And it keeps, it keeps going. I mean, you have your chief or your assistant chiefs or captains or lieutenants also that are on the exterior of the building and they're watching the smoke. If the smoke turns ugly, if you will, um, he's going to give the order to either uh, bail out of the building at that point in time if things starts to go wrong. Um, and if he doesn't or if he misses it, then it could be, again, it could be detrimental to those two teams that are in there. So smoke does different things before it Oh, yeah. you got to read smoke. Okay. So it's all, it's all team effort and it's all trusting one another. Everyone, everyone that's on the fire ground, you have to trust. So those guys that go in for search and rescue, they're they're trusting everybody with their life, Absolutely. the whole way back the line to the guy watching the smoke. Absolutely. Wow. So it's pretty important then in what you guys do. Yeah, and yeah. it's all in, in. I mean, it is a very good topic because it's all built on trust. Some of these guys, if we call in other fire companies, we don't know them. Right. Um, you know, and and we trust in that fire company. That was called in to uh, to assist. We entrust them that they have the same training as we do. So it's um, you know across the board. That's where that uh, that's where that training comes in. So it all starts. You know, it all starts actually from the training. We're all basically we're all trained the same um, as far as uh, extinguishing the fires and rescues or whatever you have a vehicle uh, extrication. Uh, wildland fires, trash fires, or what have you. So we all, it, it, it just goes through a chain um, of trust. I mean, we have to trust each other. Hmm. So how do you guys build that trust? Hearing training involved, uh, is that pretty much the it? Or how, you know, give, give me an example of how would you guys build that? Well, as far as the, the building of the trust, um, I, I think it happens all from... It, 
it all happens from, I mean, my feeling is it happens from the time that you fill out the application to join a, a fire company. Hmm, okay. Um, because at that point in time, you wonder, why are you joining the fire company? Is it just out of, you know, you want to uh, you want to be a part, you want to be a public servant, um, or are you just going in for the thrill of it? Um, so at that point in time, you find out somebody, uh, what their feelings are, what their initiative is to, uh, to be there, to, to want to be part of that. Um, and from there, you can read people, you can find out what they're, for, you know, what they're about, what they're there for. Um, they go to training. So it's starting to build right from the get-go. So you know that person. It's just like a, I would say it was, it's just like a relationship between two people. When you meet someone, you know, do you trust that person or not? And no, you build not from right that. away usually. Exactly. So, I mean, that, that aspect of it, it's, it's, it is, I mean, it's when you go out there and you're in the field and you're actually doing the job, like I said, if you call in an assist company that you don't even know that person, uh, whoever it may be, male, female, you don't know who they are. You are only entrusting them if you're inside of a burning building. They're not going to bow out on you. So it's kind of, um, it's like instant trust, if you will. Right. Um, and it happens. It, it happens every day. People just, uh, you know, they get this odd feeling or whatever, and they just, they get claustrophobic or what have you, and they just bail out on you. you know? And it breaks the whole system down. It really does. Uh, it just, um it's 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 a very important part uh, on, on a uh, on an emergency scene trust. So you're you're building it through the training, and then you're building it through the everyday of proving yourself. Yes, you know, proving that you you can be trusted. And yes, yeah. It sounds like you also get to know the people a little bit too that are on your team. It's not just a show up for work kind of a deal, and you know, go on a call. It's it seems like you guys seem to know each other a little bit, maybe on a personal level. Yeah, you get a little bit of that. Um, you, actually, you get a lot of that because uh, it's it, it it like I said it it, it uh, it's like a relationship between two people, and um, you know the longer you get to know that person, the longer that you get to work with them, they become part of a family. So it's a brotherhood, if you will, mm -hmm. um, the fire service, right. and it's like with any organization, whether it be police or what have you. The fire department is a little bit different than the police because they're always changing shifts, where. The uh, the fire department, especially on a, on a volunteer basis, is um, you know you're you're seeing these people every day. You're knowing what's going on with, through their livelihood and stuff like that, or their personal side. Right. Plus, there's probably some a lot of downtime too, where you're getting to know each other. Oh and, yeah, and sitting around yeah. and stuff. So, so you know, you you build this trust through getting to know each other, building that relationship, proving it, training and understanding the training and all that. So it's sounds pretty. Pretty important. So, what happens? You mentioned there's times every you know that guys bail out. What happens when that that trust is broken? Like, how do you how do you get that back? You know, how do you get that back? How do you build that trust? Because I mean, you have to have it, or that person's worthless to have around. It's 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 hard. There are different uh, there are different factions, if you will, in the fire service. Um, there's plenty to do. So, um, if someone if someone was to it happened to me on a personal note. I, we were inside of a, uh, a burning structure. It was actually, uh, it was a twin home. And we made it to the third floor. We got fire coming through the wall. 
And I was on the nozzle, and I turned around, and my partner bailed on me. I don't know for what reason he told me it was because he wanted to go get the camera, which we have thermal imaging cameras. He wanted to go get the camera. I'm left on the third floor of this uh, home. I get fired. It's already breaking through the wall, and I'm like, sounds so, like a crock of crap. Once we got outside, so what happened? What we don't need a camera to fire. It's showing itself. We, we know where it's at. It's right here. Yeah. So um, on on my note, um, I mean, it was. Uh, it was hard for me to take him back inside for him to back me up inside of a burning structure because that trust bond was broke. Yeah. Big time. Um, and I couldn't trust him. I couldn't trust him to be my partner. So I would grab someone else um, if it were to happen again. In, in this case, it didn't. But um, I don't know. Um, I didn't have him on a personal side so that I couldn't take him and say, you know, what scares you inside the building? Why would you bow out? Um, and that's the problem today, you know, just with the, the volunteer fire companies, uh, you have to be careful, you know what I mean? People are different. Right. Um, so it's, that trust bond is, um, it's very important and a lot of people don't understand it, but, um, and it takes a lot to get it back. So whether they go back to retrain, go back to the fire academy, getting, you know, get stuffed inside of a, a, a room with burning pallets and hay. Uh, basically, that's how we learn it. Okay. And when you can actually, you know, you're actually enduring the, the heat, the smoke, uh, and just watching this fire grow and then come over top of your head. Uh, like I said, I mean, it, it's just, it's it's hard in the fire service. Um, and the only thing that we could do is, is hopefully send them back to get retrained or take them and coach them through, uh, you know, a, another fire if you will um, kind of start small and work them back up you, to where you they're... can't train on the fire ground i mean you you are i mean i don't want to say train but you're getting the experience right. on the fire ground but that's not the place to train you no. don't want to do that because it, you'll have no time to do that right yeah you're not there yeah. to train you're really there to do it's experience right it's just like driving a car you know what i mean you go out you go out with mom and dad and you go get your driver's license you know what i mean but you have to actually do it by yourself right and the more you do it the more you get experience, the more trust you build up in yourself, the more trust you have in anything. You know, do you do you trust your do you trust your car that the brakes are going to work when you you know what I mean? Right, right. So basically, it's it, it, it's the same thing. Uh, on on that aspect of it, though, on firefighting, there's very very little uh, there's very little window for for a mistake, and that trust bond that you have with your partner, it could just go away in a blink of an eye. It's just as easy if if, the, if that person, your partner, bails out on you or does something that's going to be detrimental to that situation, that trust bond is broken, and it, it takes a lot to get it back. Would it be easier to take somebody that was completely fresh that you didn't even know to retrust, to go back into that building with you, or you know, or that person that bailed out? I, I Well, yeah, I mean... Uh, you want to take that. You want to take that rookie, if you will, in with you, right. just to see what 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 that yeah. person's about. They've never walked out on trust. you. The other guy has. Right. Yeah. Right. Cool. Uh, so, you, you were telling us a little bit about that one story. Um, did you have any, you know, anything other times where you were trusting on somebody to to back you up? I mean, or you've seen that happen in other times? I had a I had an incident that I was uh, uh, running. 
um, as far as fire chief. And um, it was a catering hall fire. And we had heavy fire. I arrived on location. We had heavy fire venting out of the uh, basement windows. And it was a pretty large building, two-story. I got around the backside of this building, and um, there was Bilco doors there. So I conversed with the team that was on that. We've, we probably had about eight fire companies operating at this wow. scene. That's so a pretty big one. we got on the other side of the building where the fire was not visible. Okay. We could see the fire through the basement windows, but it wasn't showing on our side. I gave the order that we would attack the fire from, uh, from our vantage point and not go into the building where the fire was visible. My assistant chief was on that side of the building. For whatever reason, he thought that he could have a better vantage to uh, go enter the building on that side where the fire was visible. That being said, um, I gave the order that they do not enter the building on that side, trusting that my assistant chief would follow the order. Right. He didn't. It ended up. Uh, it ended up having two firefighters when the floor collapsed, go into the basement, burning basement. No oh, God. It broke everybody down. All of our attention went to instead of trying to uh, extinguish the fire, save the building because it was vacant anyway. I mean, it, there was no occupants in the building. It wasn't right. vacant, but it was, it was, uh, there was no occupants in there. But all of our attention then were focused on getting these two guys out of the basement. In turn, we have an ensuing fire that's just taken over this whole building. It just broke down the whole operation. Um, the guys put chairs together as a ladder. The, the catering chairs that were outside there put them together as a ladder, which was about 12 foot high, shoved them down into the basement, and used that to try to get these two guys out of this basement, um, while the other guys were getting the uh, were getting our fire ladders to actually throw down into the basement to extricate these two guys. And the whole um, time the building's going up because you so can't fight that because you're worried about that. Right. So today, I mean, these two uh, individuals, um, you know, they're still going to therapy for their back injuries. A couple of them had some minor burns, not bad. That's but, good. Uh, um, and we lost the building. The mm. entire building burnt down. And that was all due to uh, a broken uh, bond with trust. A trust in him that he would not send those guys in there. That would have been a, a double fatal of our two guys because yeah. he made that decision. Um, that was very hard to uh, overcome. Um, it got so bad that he reversed it on me, shows up at the fire. I, I critiqued it the next day. And he shows up with a tape recorder in his pocket. I asked him to remove the tape recorder, but that's how bad it was. He thought he was going to get into some big trouble, which it wasn't. I was going back there to critique it and say, hey, look, this, this was my way to rebuild his trust in my assistant. Right. It didn't work. So what happened? And still with you or did he have to go? Or He's no longer associated with the fire department. Yeah. Yeah. That's a shame. Well, this has been a great conversation so far. I, I mean, I love this. Um, so we've got all kinds of different teams. I mean, some firemen probably out there listening and all that. But uh, any advice for any kind of other teams? I mean, because teams are teams. Trust is trust. You guys have it on a life or death situation every day. I'm lucky enough in my business it's not life or death, but it's still that that deep sense of trust. What would you say, any advice to anybody that's struggling with their team is struggling with trust? Um, I guess the, the little bit of advice I can give is, is um, if, if you have a, uh, 
if you have a, um, a relationship, a trust relationship, or if you're in it, involved in, in uh, the business as I am, uh, when you have that trust, uh, just keep, uh, keep moving forward. Keep your head up. Keep that trust bond. Try not to break it. If you feel that you have to, um, you feel that you're not uh, safe or comfortable in that situation, then you need to tap the guy on the shoulder. You tap your partner on the shoulder and say, I got to get out. Just don't turn around and bail out. That's the worst thing you can do. You will have more respect and more trust in that person if you actually communicate to them that you're, on, you know, that you're non comfortable in that position uh, or in that situation. Uh, you'll have a better outcome all the way around. Great. Yeah, that's some great advice. And I think I think we can put that in our own scenarios with whatever business you're in, that open communication absolutely is, is a great thing. Well, Bob, this has been great. Uh, I really appreciate you doing this for us and come taking your time to come talk with us. So, Tim, that, that was a great interview, actually. I had so much fun with that. Yeah. yeah. He was really nice, actually, for doing that, like, Kind of on the spot for us. Yeah, uh, yeah. We didn't give him too much notice, but he came out and that, that was awesome. Um, so let's talk a little bit how about how do you build this vulnerability to be vulnerability Vulnerability based trust. trust. Yes. <laughs> well, I we always say it. Cast the vision. Cast the vision. Cast, cast the vision. vision. If, cast if the vision. ever you want to know where we start, cast the vision. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the purpose of the team? I mean, it was great with that interview. It's very clear. The fire department mm-hmm. knows what their vision is uh, and what the goals are and, and what every member's role was. He spoke about, you know, like when they go in, there's search teams, there's nozzle teams, there's guys on the truck. Everybody knows their role and how they support everybody else. So cast the vision and know what you're doing um, and talk about it. You know, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. Get so everybody understands. You know, like I said, we've talked about before when we came up with our vision, um, we use it all the time when we come up with a new situation, when we're planning stuff for even for this podcast, you know, we're yeah. always going through that. And then how does it put into that? Are we guiding, equipping and inspiring? Right. That's use it as a compass, yeah. uh, as a guide, as a filter. Um, number two, then what I would say is get to know each other professionally and personally. We've talked about this before. Yeah. In the last episode. In the last episode. Yeah. Um, get to know each other's history. Where did each of you come from? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I could see this probably on the on the fire department, you know, knowing each other, where they've come from, what have happened before. And that's going to play into that trust and knowing each other's backgrounds. Um, I know it's definitely helped with us. Do you know each other's values and what each other person, what each person on your team values? Yeah. What do they hold really important? And we've talked about this before, but knowing each other's values is so essential to the process of, of working with each other right get to know what your core values are get to know what your core values are because you may be surprised when you finally do you know like an exercise to figure it out which we'll give you at the end of the show here yes um when you figure out what your values are you may not be thinking what they thought you thought they were i know and now i'm having trouble recalling what exactly mine was i think it was time i think yours was too if i recall correctly yours is Positivity. Positivity, right? I thought it was money. No, that's money a was like second. Yeah, yeah. I, and which for you. let me tell you, I <laughs> thought for sure that was number one, like way above. But no, no it, yeah. when you actually look at going through an assessment, you really dig deep and you think about it. It, it may be different, um, and so therefore with your team, it may be different than what you're thinking. Um, 
you know, get to know your personality styles. We talked about mm-hmm. this, and we like I said, we're going to have another whole episode based on just personality styles. But, you know, take a disc profile. It's really worth it, it honestly. Um, just in learning how to communicate with each other. And it's not just on your team. It, it works great at home. Oh, yeah. I mean, it has come in huge with my wife and I on how we communicate to each other, understanding the needs and things. So get to know each other's personality styles. Um, that would be some of the th- ways to get to know each other professionally and personally. Uh, but take that time to get to know what's going on in that person's life. Then the third thing I would say is be vulnerable first. Mm-hmm. You're the leader. Be vulnerable. You need to, sh- if you want vulnerability from everybody else, you better be able to open yourself up for it. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Am I decent at this? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I think one of the first few weeks I was there, we were already talking ab- on that very personal base. Well, and I think it was easy because I came into a team that was already built. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys were already very open with each other. Um, and just walking into that knowing that that's how you behaved around each other and you trusted each other and to talk about what was happening at home. And Kim, your wife, was there on my first day. Yeah, um, yeah. did so she make lunch? Yeah, she, she brought in lunch. Yeah. So, but you know, look at yeah. going with that. It's look, ask for a 360 review, you know, mm-hmm. and whatever that, you know, if you don't know what that means, ask your coworkers, uh, you know, ask the people that are under you, if you will, on the team, if you're the leader, ask them how you're doing, ask them what your strengths are, what do you do well, and then and ask them what it. you suck at, <laughs> ask them what you don't do well, yeah. um, but be mature enough to be ready for those answers mm-hmm. um and because it's not gonna be what you want to hear no. it never is no no i thought i was really good at this and then a couple years ago I, i'd asked for the team and then all of a sudden they're like oh you don't communicate very well oh God, yeah. i was what what are you talking about um but then we talked about it and now i'm like wow okay great but i would have never figured that out if they wouldn't have been able to to say that to me so you need to as a leader be vulnerable and accept that feedback that they're going to give it to you graciously and openly and be thankful for it because that's what's really going to help you grow as a leader, you know, that honest feedback. Well, and that then leads into number four, which is... Give feedback openly and often. Yes. Yeah. Keep the issue the issue. Like we were talking about last episode. Right. Um, And recast that vision and how the person fits into that vision. Mm -hmm. But you need to be telling someone, if they're not holding their own weight, if they're, you know, you need to hold them accountable. Uh, I think, you know, if you listen in the interview, Bob was talking about the the time where the the one of his, his partner bailed out in a, on the, in yes, the fire. Yes, yeah. And, uh, you know, he's telling me later about that. And we were talking about, he talks about it on the, on the uh, interview about how he asked him, you know, and it's like he held him accountable trying to figure out what was going on. And he mm-hmm. kept the issue the issue. So number five, then, I would say is listen with more than your ears. Oh, my gosh. We're going to talk about body language, aren't we? <laughs> Listen, you know, what are you saying with your body language? Cassidy says it like that because if you've ever heard before, she we thinks I have horrible body language, but I'm working on it. Yes, he is working on it. And it's it's great because now I don't wonder what right. he's thinking. I know. So what are you saying to your team with mm-hmm. your body language? Um, you know, kind of picture yourself from the outside in. Try to like as you're sitting there talking to him, get a picture of what do you look like? You know, if you're standing there the way you're standing your facial expressions or whatever. And when you're listening, not not just your body language, but listen with your heart. 
so many times, and this is something Stephen Covey talks about, um, you know, listen to understand and then to be understood. This is a case of don't listen to what person is saying and the whole time you're thinking what you're going to respond with. That's the worst. Oh, my gosh. You can't listen like that. No, because you didn't hear a daggone word I just said. You were just preparing a rebuttal. Yeah, and if you want trust, people have to know that you are listening with your heart. And it's difficult, but you, you got to keep practice, start practicing. This you can something you can start practicing right now at home with the kids, with your wife, with your, your husband, whatever. You can start this right now. When somebody's talking to you, stop trying to come up with something to say back and just listen to what they're saying. It'll make a world of difference. Um, and then lastly, celebrate the wins. Woo! I You're, love celebrating the wins. Yeah, we do. <laughs> You guys are in this together. I mean, you know what you do. You know how hard it is when you're building a project, fighting a fire, whatever it is. When you're done and that team comes together, you need to celebrate. Mm -hmm. You need to let everybody know they did a great job. Um, It could be a very informal thing like, hey, guys, we're going out for, you know, pizza and beers tonight after work, whatever. Or it could be, you know, bonuses that you've set up ahead of time. Or gift baskets. Gift baskets, yes. I have a lot of ladies in my office. Yes. We but love gift baskets. And we did give gas- gift baskets. But setting, you can set it up ahead of time mm-hmm. as incentive. Hey, once we're done with this, this is what we're going to do. Or it can be an impromptu thing. But make sure everybody celebrates the win and you come back together and, and let everybody know their hard work was appreciated and you know celebrate. Yeah. Okay, so let's review the consequences of not having trust. So you have the absence of trust, which leads to fear of conflict, a lack of commitment, avoidance of accountability, and inattention to results. So that's all if you don't have trust. And then if you want to build this trust, we are going to, as always, cast the the vision. vision. (laughs) Um, Get to know each other professionally and personally, um, which means knowing each other's core values, knowing your histories, uh, knowing your personality style. Um, And then, so be vulnerable first. Set the precedent that, yes, we are humans. We're not perfect. We all have private lives, and and it's okay. Um, Give feedback openly and often. Listen with more than your ears. And celebrate the wins. Everybody's favorite. Yeah, definitely my favorite. So... We have a special giveaway today we talked about, mm-hmm. and we talked about the core values. Uh, we've mentioned this before, but we have a core values assessment tool that we use. It's a simple tool to be able to figure out what your core values are, you know, and you can use this with your team, whatever. But go over and on your phone right now, right now, you've got your phone because I know you're listening on this, Yes. and text core values, all one word, to 44222. So it's core values. To 44222, and we're going to send you over a PDF uh, readout, uh, printout of the uh, assessment, and you can use that, print out as many as you need there, um, and use that with you, your team, your 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 spouse, whatever you want. Um, but I think you're going to get some great insight from that, and it's a really fun tool to use. It is. It's it's set up sort of like a game. Yeah, and you're gonna you're gonna walk away going, really? Hmm. You may walk away going, I didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but go ahead and, and, like I said, it's core values, and you're going to text that to 44222. We're going to send that over to you right now. So go on your phone, unless you're driving, then yep, wait till you get to where you're driving. going or the red light or whatever, <clears throat> and go ahead and get that. 
Yeah, and I will also link to it on the episode page on our um, Leadership Builders. So it's leadershipbuilders.net, and uh, then you can, from there, go to the episode, and I'll put that on up there for everybody. We also have started a way. We've had some people requesting how they can support us and help us get the word out. Uh, but other than going over to iTunes and liking this and giving us a review. Because that's what we want. We, want we definitely want you to do that because that way it will get the word out more to more people. But if you're looking at helping out, uh, hopefully, you know, in a supportive way financially, we do have a Patreon page. It's at patreon.com uh, slash leadership builders. And Patreon is a page for artists, podcasters, photographers, whatever, to post their work. And then people can subscribe uh, uh, and help to support mm-hmm. yeah, on a and monthly basis. There's like a bunch of bonuses and things that you can get yeah, um, if you do a, do a monthly subscription. Yeah, and, and they start at $5 a month. I yeah. Mean, what's 5 bucks? And you already get like so much extra stuff. Yeah, and then we, we, uh, we do have things like uh, for the upper levels where you can, uh, we'll have a one-on-one, or not a one-on-one, we'll have a, a group chat uh, mm-hmm. where we'll go once a month, do a, an open chat where you'll be able to send us questions, things like that. We actually have on our highest level where people can, um, you get a one-on-one chat with, yeah, just with a, me. Yep. Um, and uh, I'll answer your questions and, and whatever your situation, the best we can and, yeah, and help and you out one-on-one. It's a, basically, it's a coaching session. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's basically a coaching session so you can talk about whatever you want. Yeah, and, and it's, it's here to help. Financially, it's a lot cheaper than, than actually going purchasing, through our, page, our, uh, yeah, our, one of our, our coaching, coaching sessions. sessions. Um, but yeah, check it out at patreon.com slash leadership builders uh, and help us to uh, support uh, support us financially. And that would be wonderful. We'd love that. We'd be so thankful. Yeah. And uh, that'll be on the website as well. Right. So check that out. Yeah. And we also have the new send us a voicemail feature. You yes. Talk about that. Oh, my gosh. I forgot all about that. Yeah. It's so exciting. We're really kind of pumped about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on our Web page, if you go to leadershipbuilders.net, mm-hmm. you'll see on the right hand side, there's a. Uh, it says leave voicemail or something to that effect. Yeah. Um, it's a little tab. You click on that, and then it just uses the microphone on your phone. Or, or, computer, or, your or computer or whatever. computer or whatever. And you can leave us a voice ma- message. Yay. Ask us a question. Give us a comment. Uh, let us know how we're, you think we're doing. Mm-hmm. Give us an idea if that something you know that you want to hear about on one of these podcasts coming up. Uh, or, or we can do it in one of our Patreon uh, yeah. group chats or whatever we're doing. But, uh, well, I mean, we'd love to hear from you guys, and that's what it's there for, so we can actually get some voice. And if you give us permission, maybe we'll uh, actually put that here. No, by leaving us a voicemail, they're giving us they're permission giving to put it on I just have to figure out the technology, the how to do that. Uh, I'll I'm sure we'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Yeah, it's my job. Uh, but, <laughs> but thanks a lot. Yeah, leave us a voicemail. That would be awesome. We would, that would be yeah, so great. Right? I would love that. That would be really exciting. Because so, it just it's a new feature for us and for you. So I'm sure there will be some bugs. Just be patient. Yes, please. <laughs> Um, But okay, so uh, as I always say, great leaders make great teams. Have a great week.
Today we're discussing the importance of building trust on your team, and we have an interview with a local fireman, Bob Zinni. 